Dude, we got the coolest intro ever. <laughs> I love that intro, man, especially with the bass in these headphones. It's mm -hmm. great. Hey there, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of In Black and White here on YFNA News on YouTube. My, I am Rick Lockhart, and that's uh, my buddy Ethan Michael there. I don't know if he wasn't paying attention there. <laughs> no, I was. Sorry. I, I, I'm monitoring the stream and the comments, but yeah, I thought you were introducing me. So yes, I am Ethan Michael. But a, a majority of this show is put together by Mr. Lockhart. So, Mr. Lockhart, thank you for doing this. Hey, it's always and, great. And thank you for letting me be the dumb white boy that gets the tag along. Because <laughs> I get to ask all the white boy questions. That's true. That's true. You do. You are the representation of uh, the, the white portion of me, black and white. <laughs> However, everyone, thanks for joining us again. We uh, have a lot to talk about this evening. Well, not a lot to talk about, but we definitely have some things to cover. Uh, make sure that you check us out on YouTube. Follow us. Um, click the subscribe, the subscribe button. Um, as well as share this on your social media platforms so that your friends, family, and followers can join in the conversation. We like to have discussions that might make them uncomfortable. So get it shared and get the, get the conversation started. Uh, yeah. Only a few more followers on YouTube, so make sure you yeah. subscribe. So if you're watching this on Facebook, if you could move over to YouTube and click the, the like and subscribe because we are only, is it nine subscribers away from getting a custom URL? So Believe me, every single subscription makes the world a difference. So if you could do that for us, it would be tremendously helpful. It definitely would. Ethan, how's your Memorial Day going, man? Mine's going good. Uh, I went to the families. We cooked some food. Uh, I got challenged to a rib off because my uh, my stepdad thinks he can make some good ribs. And unfortunately, he's going to be in for a bit of a surprise because, Rick, I assure you, when you've tried my ribs, <laughs> you're not going for ribs anywhere else. So here we go with uh, white people in their ribs. Um, the thing is, and we're going to talk about the barbecue later on today when we get into our discussion oh, topic. Oh, we will, because I will challenge anyone except for professionals on my ribs. I will gladly come to a cookout with you and be like, here, I will put mine against anyone you know. Hey, I, I have to tell you that uh, Al's ribs are, uh, are a hit. And I think I, I can't do it. But if you were up against him, I mean, not be, just because I'm biased, but I don't know. We'll have to check those <laughs> out. You're not putting raisins in your potato salad, are you? No. Okay, good. All right. So then we're on the same page. All right, everyone. So <laughs> as we are getting into our conversation, let's get started by saying um, or, or, or wishing everyone a happy Memorial Day. Our, yes. um, our deepest um, thanks to those who have sacrificed their lives so that we can enjoy the freedom that we do have in this in this country. Um, thank you to the family and friends of those who have served in our armed forces and given their life for that. So happy Memorial Day, everyone. Yes. Um, and we got some people checking in, so we're glad that you can join us. So um, just a brief catch up. We've been talking about in our past couple of shows, the Ahmaud Arbery case um, down in Georgia, the young man who unfortunately was murdered in the street while um, jogging or running away from and trying to defend his life uh, by two gentlemen who decided to jump in a pickup truck and chase him down with shotguns and some type of handgun or pistol, I'm not too sure. But recent update, it seems that the um, Georgia Bureau investigation, I think, um, is launching a uh, investigation into, a criminal investigation into the two DAs that were involved with this case and the members of police Ooh. department um, who covered up the, the whole incident. So, Things continue to progress. Here's the thing, Ethan. I, you know, I, I, I'm glad that these are steps that are being taken. I'm so glad that we're finally getting 
um, this momentum behind this. And unfortunately, it took his video going viral. Oh, did you see also that the, the gentleman who filmed the video was also arrested and, and um, is charged as well? I saw. And I feel like good because he, he should. I don't want to say he should have gotten involved, but because it's it's hard to put yourself in that scenario. But what are you doing just standing there filming? <laughs> What are you doing? Someone's Definitely. life is at stake. You you need to get involved in any way you can. You need to call the police, not allow two people to observe vigilante justice, mm -hmm. all because they saw a black person running and decided that was the person that broke into a home. Exactly. Exactly. And I don't know if you saw the other videos with other like two little white boys who were going on the same property, an older white couple that no, had I didn't. trespassed on the property. Yeah, that, that came out about a week, or, I think a week ago, right after our show last week, um, they released some video footage of other people who had trespassed on the same property and nothing happened to them. So- Of course not. Uh, right, right, but, right. Wait, 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 white privilege? It doesn't exist. White what privilege you, does not well, exist. It's no. a myth. It's totally a myth. <laughs> well. Here you go. There you go. It's right there for you. But yeah, man, they uh, they've recently got a criminal investigation going on um, as well. So we're it's still progressing. The thing is, you know, I want to have uh, I want to have confidence in our criminal justice system. Two things that I'm a little worried about because you know, as you probably you might remember, you might not remember, Ethan. We've had this come. Um, to our attention before um, here in Chicago with Laquan McDonald um, and then down in um, in Texas. Um, and I think when you have a situation where there are people who are in law enforcement or in Ahmad's case were in law enforcement, the criminal justice system doesn't hand down the, the appropriate punishment, in my opinion, right? Um, the officer up here, can't remember his name and don't care to remember his name right now. Uh, for the in the Laquan McDonald case, I think he was only charged uh, sentenced to sixteen years, right? Uh, Amanda Geiger, who uh, Amanda Geiger, who um, uh, killed uh, both of them in his own apartment in Texas, only got ten years for for that murder. So I I, I want to have confidence in our judicial system. One thing, it's the South, it's Georgia, <laughs> you know, it's up in the air. Um, and two, it's the criminal justice system that is 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 charging uh, someone who has been in the DA's office and on the police force and his son um, with, with murder. I'm, I don't know. You know what I mean? Like, right. I just, I don't really know what the outcome of that's going to be. So I'm, I'm hoping, man, but we got to get through, through the trial and uh, hopefully all of them who were uh, involved with this get, uh, get some type of uh, punishment. That's, that's adequate, right? That right. should suffice. Hey, so I posted this on uh, on my page on Facebook, and I did make a, a drastic change to my appearance. I'm really upset, Ethan. You did not notice, but it's fine. I'll I'll, I'll it's we'll, we'll we'll look past that. But what, what's so, the change? So I actually cut my hair. I'm 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 bald now. How was I supposed to notice that? Because I always have hair sticking out like right here. I had all this hair here. I shaved this down. I don't know how you didn't notice, Ethan. This is. Uh, I, I mean, I noticed better. you got headphones now. Oh, that's two weeks now. Yeah. yeah. Speaking yeah. of which, we're gonna have to get you. Uh, oh, we should talk about this off air, but I'm gonna have to get you uh, set up with a with a mic and headphones, so you know we so, look like a legit news source. So, ladies and gentlemen, if you don't know, uh, the production of this is really put together by Ethan Michael. He gave me way too much credit oh. for this. Um, no, I didn't. FNA news is all <laughs> um, a creation from Ethan Michael, and we appreciate you allowing us to. 
uh, to check out this channel. I mean, to be a part of this channel. Also, check out every other Wednesday the thirteen percent that um, it will be airing. I think this this, this Wednesday, Wednesday yes, that's on correct. YFNA News with Cynthia McDonald um, and Richard Graves talking about um, the black issues that need to be discussed. So they'll probably be covering this Joe Biden topic as well. Um, so uh, they'll be addressing it from more of a of, of a political um, from a political standpoint. So tonight we're going to talk about Joe Biden a little differently. Yeah. Oh, and by the way, if you want to jump in on this conversation with us, I did put a join link in the description. Um, all you have to do is click that link and we can bring you into the broadcast. You will not immediately show up on screen. You'll show up in the green room where I will ask you to give me a thumbs up so I know you're paying attention to me before we bring you on the air. Uh, we do ask that you respect other people. Watch your language. I'll just say that. So. Right. Yes, exactly. I mean, we can't, we are having an adult conversation. So there's right. some language that's appropriate and okay or acceptable, but disrespect will not be tolerated. No. You will definitely be removed. But if you're bold enough, go ahead and click that link. Join us with your comments, questions, mm -hmm. um, and thoughts. And if you just want to type them in the comment section of, of this live, you're more than welcome to do that too. We'll try to get your comments read aloud. So, Ethan, Joe Biden. Uh, so, okay. As a. As one of those those white people who occasionally says things that he shouldn't say, I can't imagine saying something like that. So, like, I, I mean, I've said some dumb shit, man. But I can't imagine being like, hey, Rick, if you do this, you ain't black. Like, I'm a white guy. What the hell am I doing telling a black person they're not black? Like, that's crazy to me. All right, so we're going to get into this in just a bit here. Um, let me start by kind of giving anyone who hasn't heard the story or doesn't really know the background here. Joe Biden recently appeared on The Breakfast Club. Shout out to The Breakfast Club if they're watching. Join yeah, us. Oh, yeah, I'm sure. They're, they're watching us every <laughs> single time. the God is watching us every time we're broadcasting. Shout out to them. But um, he, was, he, was lit, he was on the show talking to Charlemagne about um, a, a myriad of questions that Charlemagne had pertaining to... Um, his ability to grab the black vote, basically. And uh, some of that was yes. kind of centered around the push for Joe Biden to select a black woman as a running mate, as a, as a VP candidate as well with him on his ticket. Um, and as they progressed through the conversation, as they were just wrapping up, Joe Biden made the comment, if you have a problem figuring out whether you're for me or Trump, then you ain't black. Whew. And I can just imagine what he said. <laughs> do you think know. he realized it? Like, do you think after he said it, he at least thought, well, maybe I shouldn't have said that? Or do you think he didn't even realize it until it was on the news? Here's the first thing, Ethan. So I don't know if people remember, but, and I've been saying this since he's decided to jump in his, uh, throw his hat in the ring for a candidate for president. He was the one that all of us kind of uh, uh, cringed when he would speak or open his mouth. And you've probably seen those memes where Obama like has his hand in his hands and it's just like another, oh, Joe, like another one of those moments. Right. Joe is very much a fly off the cuff kind of guy. And we currently have that in our, our current administration as well, right? So we're not gonna get too much of a difference when it comes to that. However, I, uh, I, I could just hear Black America just sighing and putting their hands in their head or their, their head down. And all you could hear over the entire country was, oh, damn it, Joe. <laughs> you're, you're done, Joe. You're done. Joe, 
Joe, no, Joe. Well, and I don't think he's done necessarily, but I could just hear just a barrage of people like, oh, Joe. <laughs> so it's raised a lot of uh, feelings, comments, concerns um, around this, this, this entire comment um, uh, from Joe Biden. Black America has really been stepping up and there, there seems to be a, a, a big kind of split issue concerning his, his remarks. A lot of people are saying that it was said in jest. You know, he was just kind of, in a sense, making a, a joking type of remark um, about, you know, voting for him versus voting for Trump. But, you know, uh, the other side of that coin is that Black America has, had, we have sensitive feelings around you calling out our eth ethnic um, uh, ability uh, or just our ethnicity in general based on something that's going to benefit you as an old white man, right? Um, so it's really kind of thrown him into some turmoil. Um, and I don't know what's going to take place when it comes to the uh, the election primaries or what have you. Right. But I wanted to kind of talk about, and I, maybe you can help me with this too, Ethan. So are we where are we in, in in this country that we can just say things uh, willy-nilly without consideration for other people? I am not against the First Amendment and our First Amendment rights. Right. We all have the freedom of speech, right? Um, but where where are we when our when our, our president or presidential candidate can't practice the proper restraint for the comments or in the, with the comments that they make? Like, where are we? So, uh, see, I think this goes to there's there's two concerns here is one is I don't think someone should immediately be canceled for saying something they shouldn't have. Now, now, obviously, that goes with you have to be careful because if someone comes on and starts saying words they shouldn't say to the extreme, then obviously some things you can't forgive as easily. But at the same, I think we need to first and foremost try and be understanding that people do make mistakes. Mm. However, I don't know how you say something like that with that much determination and not realize that's what you're saying. And I, I think that I, I, I do want to try and be as unbiased as possible. Um, I, I think that's where these old white dudes seem to have trouble. Or should I just say older people in general? Um, they yeah. don't always think about the words that are coming out of their mouth. Mm. And going into the conversation I had with a conservative friend, she had said, well, these are just words. They don't mean anything. It's not my fault someone takes them the wrong way. And I said, well, yes, it is. When people use words interchangeably, you, you have to establish definitions and you have to be careful with the words you're using, especially when it comes to a topic like this, like racial division. I will. It's not often I take a few steps back and carefully try and articulate what I say, but I am being far more cautious right now than I think I would be on a another network mm. only because I need to be careful. I need to be aware of every little thing coming out of my mouth. Yeah. Um, you, you know, I, so here's the thing. Um, well, let me start by saying this, and I, I, I posted this as one of the hashtags. So, white people, let me let me address white people for a second here. White people, why is it gotta be us white people? Because y'all need to know this. So, <laughs> speaking of barbecues, all right, 
there's a saying in the black community, you know, that, that sometimes you know, an individual might get invited to the barbecue. And what does that mean? So that means that you got kind of let into the culture. You got a chance to get inside the culture, hang out with, you know, just like you would do at a, at a black barbecue. Because black barbecue, man, you got all kinds of fun going on. It's family oriented. There's great food. Maybe Ethan's there cooking ribs, grilling them, who knows, on, on the queuing them or whatever. But uh, <laughs> I've been yeah. to a few before, and I will say my ribs have yet to be outdone. All right, we're going to talk about your ribs later. So <laughs> <laughs> after barbecue, you got spades games going on. You got dominoes going on. You got a lot going on um, at the barbecue, right? All and right. especially when you're a white person, you know, if you're at the barbecue, there's some things you're going to get a chance to observe. You're going to get a chance to feel what the, the the black culture feels like in essence joe you can't get invited to the barbecue and then go back and run and tell everything that went on at the barbecue right because here's the thing there potentially could be uh someone at the barbecue that called out someone else at the barbecue and said man if you vote for trump you ain't even black right i could totally see that happening right and i feel like joe got a grasp of that and decided he wanted to kind of share that in jest too as well. Joe, 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 <laughs> Joe, man, you can't do that, okay? Uh, no. You can't do that. If you're at the barbecue, what you see at the barbecue stays at the barbecue. Joe, <laughs> there. You can talk about Big Mama's ribs and her spaghetti if you want to. Be careful if she's from the South because that spaghetti might have something in it. But outside of it, it's a, Wait, a what's that thing. mean? It's a Southern thing. It's a it's a Southern tradition. We'll have to talk about it later. But some people know the spaghetti from a woman in the South, you should probably stay away from. Uh, but you can talk about how good the food is. You could talk about how much fun you had. You can talk about sitting down at the spades table or the dominoes table and how you maybe ran a Boston or, you know, you was you was completely killing it. But what you can't do is go around mimicking and repeating the things that you heard at the barbecue. It's, it's just not feasible because you are an old white man, Joe. I blame Obama for this. Obama brought him to the barbecue and then Joe just thought he could talk about everything that he saw, he saw at the barbecue. That's a good way to put it because he loves, loves referencing Obama and his history with him. And, and I swear every time it's like, he's like that guy that says, but, but, but I have a black friend. Like He is that guy that does that all the time. And that would be, well, I, the equivalent of that would be if any time I tried to go get a, a club in a specific area, I was like, well, you should hire me because I'm friends with Rick. You know what I mean? Like you, you just don't do that. Yeah, exactly. I, um, here's the thing. And I'm going to read a comment from Najwa. Not shout out to Najwa Ali, who's, uh, who joined us here, um, as well. Gosh, I got Najwa. I got you in just a second. Um, but, I, we also have that in our current president, too. Trump does that as well. Trump is the type of guy to say, you know, hey, I, I, I was hanging out with the, the black people or I, I hung out and I have this one black friend. And so I'm not racist type deal. Um, Najwa made a very good uh, point that I want to I want to read here. Um, she said, let me see if I can find it here. Um, I just had it up, but a really good point about how what we do in our culture and the black culture um, and. I'm going to get to it as soon as it comes up. But at the end of the day, I think that here is another example where um, the white culture or white people really want to be a part of the black culture. They really want to fit in with the black culture um, and, you know, be a part of, but not take on the same type of, of discrimination and scrutiny and hardship and just life impacts that, have, that, that comes with being black all of the hardships and struggle 
that, that, that come with being black, white people kind of want to put that aside. But what we want to do is make sure to uh, be able to repeat some of the things that we heard at the barbecue, um, rap the hip hop lyrics that we heard on our favorite song that's playing on somebody's radio station, whatever the case may be. Um, not considering what has happened in the past for kind of the leniency and ability to, to have that culture. Um, Najwa Ali says he was entirely too comfortable with that statement because sometimes as black people, we are lenient with people. We, we don't hardly take our culture serious. And she goes on to say, sometimes we have to be stingy with our culture. And there it is, you know, right there with understanding that, hey, this is, this is a black thing. This is, this is what we do. This is how we talk or this is how our conversation goes. This ain't this ain't really for you. This is this this ain't this ain't you. You might want to leave that alone because you're gonna fall, especially in Joe's case, being on a on a global platform. You're gonna fall into some scrutiny, and you're gonna lose a lot of people, um, especially in the cavalier way that he said it. I don't know if you heard his apology. Have you heard his apology yet? I have not. I heard, I got a a, a a bit of it, and he kind of just talked about how it wasn't just, and he was uh, being a bit too cavalier, and. For me, I don't know about you, Ethan, but for me personally, what I'm looking for in, in our next presidential candidate, which unfortunately here we are, um, is someone who understands how to remain presidential, right? We've had the past four years of someone who's not, right? He, he got voted in the office because people wanted to switch up or change up politics as they are normally um, and put this man, this businessman in instead of a typical politician. Well, we've seen where that's gotten us, not really as professional or presidential as I would like to see. And so I need, I need Joe to do better. Um, I, I'd really like to actually jump to Alex's comment. I, I, I guess I, I love Alex's mind the way he, he, he wants us to get to solving, not just talking about the problem, but, you know, talking about the solution as well. So yeah. it, other than just saying, you don't just do that. Why don't we do that? So help like pretend yeah. I'm someone, pretend I'm Joe Biden right now. I don't understand why I can't do that. Why is it bad for me to make a comment like that? So we have to look at a few things here, right? The first thing that we have to look at is, um, is what I'm going to, is what I'm saying offensive? And um, furthermore, is it offensive to a marginalized um, culture or community, right? We look at the black community already as um, having been through, outside of just being marginalized, all of the things that black people, Black Americans have been through uh, in this country uh, that would uh, create, from what he said, create an offense. Because what you're doing is, in, in, in essence, with this comment, first off, what he did was he called out Black people uh, or not being Black, right? He called out their ethnicity. Um, my own Black skin makes me Black. In America, <laughs> in America um, it, you know, it's been known, especially through the Jim Crow era, but I think even still to this day, uh, we're, we're losing it a bit, but so much that it, it, if you have like 1% of, of black blood in you, you're black. That, that was always the, the way it was kind of looked at. And for this, this white man to, to tell black America that they're not black just because they don't vote for him, that's, 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 that's you're, you're kind of a little weird. I mean, how are you going to tell me I'm not black? You're a white man with, <laughs> with all the white privilege in the world. And, and you gonna tell me I'm not black. You know what I mean? So. That's the first thing that we look at. You're, you're creating an offense, right? Um, there's a couple of other things that I wanted to get into a little later on too in our conversation that you should probably stay away from. 
Um, but when it comes down to it, I think we all need to be a bit more cautious about the things that we say concerning a race of people or someone of the of a different race because of the fact that it could potentially be offensive. Now, I can understand if you are attempting to learn a bit, you know, um, if your intent is to understand, right, like the conversations that we have, um, or if you just really don't know, that's one thing. But Joe knows better. Joe knows better. So um, I think at the end of the day, you have to be you have to be careful because of the offense that you can create in especially in black America, uh, but uh, amongst any marginalized group of people uh, or communities of color. Right. And, and, and I'm using that as a, as a broad spectrum of all of the um, people of color in, in America who potentially careful. We, we got in trouble for that using that terminology. Ethan, I didn't get in trouble. OK, let okay. me make myself perfectly clear. <laughs> <laughs> what I didn't get was in trouble. <laughs> That's just I, I, I understand the difference. Um, and I think that, again, as, as we as we talked about back on that last show, uh, that when we're talking about black people, we're talking about black people. When we're talking about people of color, we're talking about people of color. And it's uh, important to be able to understand and to know the difference. In this case, we are speaking about black people. But again, when I mentioned that white people have to be um, cautious of the, the statements that they make because it can offend an entire community of color. That means black, that means Latinx, that means um, uh, indigenous Americans or native Americans, right? That means um, uh, Asian, right? All of those communities of color, uh, you potentially, if you are in the, 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 the uh, predominant race, the predominant culture, you are speaking about or towards a, a marginalized community. Um, so, you know, or as Najwa said, even if he made the statement to a Jewish community, right, the, 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 the Jewish community being also um, a marginalized, although the, the, if I remember correctly, the Jewish community has a lot of money in, in me, broadcast media or just media in general. So shout out to the Jewish community. Check out YFNA News. <laughs> just, Did you just say shout out to the... Uh... The Jewish community. Yes, that's what I said. We so got, check out we got someone News. who wants to uh, join the stream. Oh, Are, cool. Do you know who Komodo Mouth is? I do not know Komodo Mouth. Komodo Mouth. Can you give me a thumbs up? Let's see what Komodo Mouth has to say. All right. So uh, Komodo Mouth, uh, I would hope and expect uh, we are extending a branch of trust here that you're not going to uh, use any racial slurs. So uh, please, everyone, keep in mind this is live. I, I don't have someone to weed these calls out. So uh, <laughs> Komodo Mouth. How you doing? Hi. Komodo Mouth, how are you? Welcome. Bye. Welcome to In Black and White. Where are well, you I don't know you, but it's time to get to know each other. Okay, sure. Uh, we have a few moments. What uh, what did you want to what did you want to share with us? Um well you're Rick, you're Ethan, and I'm Komodo Mouth TV, but you can call me Jack. I'm from Florida, and you too go ahead and subscribe to my channel. Okay, I, I got rid of them just because I'm not gonna I'm not going to allow someone yeah, to just come on and promote their channel. Like, if you want to come on and have a conversation, great. But yeah, so, yeah, that so, was, so don't subscribe was, to that guy's channel or that person's it, channel. We don't even know his channel yet. <laughs> yeah, just to share it. You know, see, it's funny. See, I, white I, people just want to jump on and be involved in they conversation. Do. They just want attention too much. <laughs> there we go. God. All right. So. Um, if, let's jump on a couple of comments, though, that we do have here. Uh, yeah, on, uh, I'd really actually like to get to uh, Alex's comment again, if that's okay. Yeah, sure. All right. This is what makes conversations about racism difficult for some people. 
namely me, and there are many others. There's too many things we are just expected to know and accept without an explanation. I get that it's exhausting to be the one doing the explaining, and it certainly is never one's obligation to be the explainer, but it makes it difficult for those who want to learn but don't know where to start. What do you suggest? And I, I completely, I understand where he's coming from because there are times where I have just seen people like, you need to know this. I'm like, okay, but, but, but I don't. Can, can you tell me the mistake I made or can you at least explain to me? Because you, you know how I think, Rick. I'm not someone that can just accept someone telling me to do something with, without a reason. So how, how do we do this? How do we address these tough topics? So I got the first, the best first step that you can take, Alex. If you haven't done so already, make sure you go over to YouTube, check out YFNA News, subscribe. <laughs> Hit the alarm button so that you can get alert every time we come on because In Black and White will definitely cover those conversations for you. In fact, we had a conversation <laughs> with uh, a good friend and soror of mine yeah. last week, uh, Kendra Pennington, who's also logged in. Shout out to uh, Kendra for uh, checking in with us, um, who also, as an ally, um, really has done some work to uh, promote education around uh, racial conversations and understanding that that where that white privilege is, understanding the marginalization of black the black community and the racism. Um, in fact, I think she's launching a campaign that's not uh, great enough to be non-racist. You have to be anti-racist, right? Or anti-racism. Um, it's going to take a lot of time and work to get into and involved with uh, marginalized communities, specifically the black community. Um, and understanding what where their feelings are when it comes to these issues of race, right? Um, it's not enough to just kind of watch the, the the live stream that we have, although I definitely encourage you to do so and keep doing it because yes. we'll bring these conversations to you. But it's also going to take the work on your part to read up on uh, on the cultures, uh, understanding by you know really asking the right questions. Um, I understand the frustration, Alex, and I I've said this before, man. I understand the frustration that people expect you to know. It's unfortunate that people expect you just to know what is offensive, what's not offensive. And you'll probably hear a lot of people tell you, well, you're, you're old enough now, you should know right from wrong. And here's the thing, and rightfully so, but there are things that you probably are going to hear or that you may slip up in that you just did not really know um, could be offensive. Right. Uh, and what's really going to be important for you and for anyone out there who wants to have the conversation and really get that understanding is to dig into that, is to unapologetically, uh, excuse me, um, undefensive, indefensively ask, what was it that offended you? How do I make those changes? You have to ask those questions. And the only way you're going to be able to ask those questions is if you are um, involved with or know people who can really get into explaining that for you. It might take you asking your black friends. Alex, do you have black friends? We'll talk about that another time. So I'd like to, uh, real quick, I want to touch base on that because so far in most cases, I, I've been very fortunate. Um, I was going to say, Ethan, you have several black friends. I'm not your only one. No, 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 of course not. No, but, but I was, I was going to make a suggestion on the approach I use. Of course, no, go ahead. So um, one, I'll never ever ask something controversial on someone's post or reply. So for example, let's say they make a post I don't understand. What I'll do is rather than commenting and saying, you know, I don't agree with this. Can you explain this to me? They're already in, in defensive mode. And when you're on a public forum, they don't 
essentially psychologically, they don't see you as a person. You're just someone they're replying to. So what I'll do is I'll say, hey, I actually have a couple questions about this. Would you mind if I DM you? And I have yet to have a person say, no, 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 no. They're like, oh, yeah, yeah, of course. Now I am in a one-on-one -on -one conversation. So now they, they're not playing to the crowd. They are now dealing with me in one-on-one. -on -one. I'll introduce myself. I'll be like, hey, um, I hope you don't mind me asking these questions. I, I'm doing my best to better understand where you're coming from. And I was hoping you can help me. I find that when I do that, when I personalize the approach, it works much better. And I, I stopped getting the that lashing out I got when I used to just question it on someone's Facebook status. So my recommendation would be just to try and personalize the conversation. Talk to them one-on-one -on -one rather than on a public forum. And if I can, I'm going to read Kendra, Kendra Pennington's uh, comment. There's a lot of people checking in um, as well and are really participating in this, guys. Thank you so much. We appreciate it. Make sure you get this shared on your platform so other people can get involved in your in your in in this conversation and really get an understanding, too, as well. That's what In Black and White's all about. But Kendra Pennington, um, she says, ask your Black friends, but make sure they consciously consent to holding that space. Helping you process white supremacy isn't their job, and it's emotionally taxing. Thank you for sharing that, Kendra. As Alex mentioned in his comment, you know, he understands the exhaustive nature that's behind having to do the explanation. And it is. And I appreciate you, Alex, for understanding that. Um, but at this point, and I've, I've said it a couple of times on this show, Black people are uh, tired because we've literally done everything that we can think of doing, that, that right. we can do as a people to combat anti-racism, to combat white supremacy, and uh, we, we've run out of options, right? I think at the end of the day, the onus and the change is going to happen, happen within the white community. It's going to be white people holding white people accountable for actions, for comments, right? So Joe Biden should have had one of his white buddies say, yo, Joe, Joe, you can't say that. And I'm sure that's probably what happened unless Obama called him up and said, Joe, Joe. I would love love to hear the conversation that took place between Obama and Biden after those remarks happened. Like, okay, Rick, what we are right now, let's pretend I just said that. And you are now seeing me on TV saying that. What would your honest reaction be? How would you handle it? <laughs> the same it? thing I gave Joe. Oh, Ethan. Oh, and I probably, unfortunately for him, it was at the end of their broadcast, their show on uh, on uh, the Breakfast Club. So, um, you know, I don't think anybody could call him real quick and say, "Hey, Joe, no, right. you have to fix that, fix that." You know, um, unfortunately, it was at the end, so he had to double back and give an apology. I, if you had some time, Ethan, I probably would have shot you a real quick text to say, "I've been like, what is wrong hey, with you? <laughs> hey, you can't say that." <laughs> that's, that's what that would have been. Um, clean that up. Tell them you were just joking. Play it off some kind of way as smooth as you are. Figure out a way to to, to combat that one because you are going to uh, ruffle a lot of feathers, which Joe did, unfortunately. You I, can joke about it. I truly hope, Rick, that because uh, now I'm, I'm getting out there, I'm speaking more. I truly hope I never get a text message from you that says... <laughs> Hey, listen, you can't I, say that. And I'll be like, oh, no, I, no. I am not your press person at the moment. So uh, keep me form, informed if I need to uh, to accept that as a position. Oh. Because, But I think you're good. Man. I think you're coming. You know, but again, going back to, I think, you know, what we were talking 
talking about earlier when it comes to white people really wanting to be engulfed and in, involved in the black community. And this has been, you know, for a long time, right? We look at music, we look at entertainment, we look at um, just the whole movement that is being black. And there's always been a, a consistent wanting to be a part of the culture, um, specifically from white Americans, but all across the board, right? You find it in, uh, I, hats out to the Latinx community because they, a lot of the, their, their uh, individual um, ethnic communities hold on to uh, their, their history, their, their ethnic kind of flavor. But you find that there are aspects of black culture that can be found really throughout just about any 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 community or, or cu culture, um, and it really kind of goes along with. And one of the other things I wanted to talk about, uh, as I mentioned before, that this this fascination with being able to say the N word. It's very similar to that. You know, you always have um, somebody who who someone in rural white America that wants to know well, why can't I say that word, right? Okay. Um, or just even in. In, in the city or urban culture. What's up? What you got? No, I just, there, there's one thing I want to address with that. Cause being someone who hosted karaoke all the time, I will say white people and karaoke, when it came to them singing uh, black music would drive me up a wall because they, you know, they would sit there, they'd pick out, you know, say Snoop Dogg, Gin and Juice, and they'd be doing it. And then they purposely, right when it was time for the N word, they would like shout that out. And it's like, Look, just because Snoop Dogg, Dr. Dre, or any of them say that word doesn't mean it's okay for you to say it, nor should you be screaming it at a bar. Definitely shouldn't be screaming it amongst drunk people. But <laughs> there's, 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 there's so many things wrong with that. Again, hey, you can't say that. Yes. Um, here's the thing, and I'm going to get to, Najwa has another uh, comment here that I'd like to, to, to read to as well. And I think Alex had a a response that uh, we should probably take a look at. Yes. But, and we'll get to that in just a second. But um, the, the, the thing is this, again, you know, you have people who really just want to be obsessed and engulfed, but but still hate the black community. And that to me is, is so difficult to conceive. I don't get it. I don't understand why you want to use the N word, why you want to look like you, you know, rap uh, hip hop on a daily basis for your source source of income, like that's your job, right? Like you you have this this whole dress appeal that you look like you probably could be on the west side of Chicago, but you're white, and you 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 really don't understand or don't even really take the time to understand the history, the 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 brutality, the 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 obstacles that come with being black, right? You want to take all the good things and just kind of leave the bad things aside. Um, shall we get to Alex's comment first? Yeah. Uh, so from Alex, the reason I felt it was appropriate to ask that here is because this show's purpose seems to be geared towards asking questions about racism. So it seems that based on the show's entire premise, questions like mine would be appropriate in the environment. Did I miss something? Not uh, at all, if, Alex. No, if someone, so I, I haven't read all the comments. If anybody in the comments is telling you you made a mistake by asking that question, then no, 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 no. Not at all. Absolutely. You definitely That's what can. we're here for. That's we're exactly what we're going Answer the questions, talk about it. And mm -hmm. now if you come on and say, hey, why can't I say, and you actually spell out the N-word, then I think we're going to have an issue with that <laughs> type of question. <laughs> yeah, that's now, a little all, No, people need – I want everyone to feel safe here asking questions. I mm -hmm. want – because this is a conversation that needs to happen. It, it needs to stop being pushed – behind closed doors and we need to address and take these things head on because as tiring as it as you've explained it is 
for, for, for the black community to constantly have to answer these questions. At the same time, if we keep bringing these people forward and ha answering these questions, we can spread more awareness and we can bring people into the conversation. Um, because to me, there are many, many white people that just don't get it. And I guess I, I understand it because I was in that position before and, and it took, and I'm not saying you have to have time or patience. I'm just saying I turned around and I think we can turn around other people. I don't know. I want to watch where I'm going with that. But I believe, I, no, 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 you're absolutely right. I mean, you're, you're a prime example. He said, I mean, not that you were out there, you know, using the N word and no. you know, burning crosses or anything, you know, <laughs> but uh, by the same token, there were there were things that you you as you said that 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 you had to change when it came to your understanding and the concept of treating people with um, dignity and just um, it, with with humanitarian um, understanding, right? So it, this is exactly the forum that we want to have these conversations in um, and the the platform to be able to do it. So Alex, by all means, you know, as long as you're not being disrespectful, ask away, ask away, man. We we that's what we're here for. Um, you know, I, I also think when it comes to, um, this, this whole conversation that, that needs, that, that needs to take place between, you know, not necessarily whites and blacks, but, um, and it, I, I guess for us to have this conversation, it's beneficial so that people get to see the, the both sides of it. But at the end of the day, you know, I'll say it again, this, this really has to be something, Alex, that you, or anyone who's watching, um, who, who may be white, if you take what you learn in these conversations um, and it, it, it drives your curiosity to understand more and, and how to be a better ally. Um, take what you learn and hold, you know, white Americans or your family and friends accountable for their behavior and for their actions. It's not enough for you just to have that information. Um, it's really going to take work on your part to ensure that that's being that that's the standard that you hold around you. Right. When it comes to, to, to your circle of friends. Um, I think we had a comment from Najwa that I wanted to check out. Sure. And that um, one. I think it was her response. Yeah, yes. So Najwa says, the problem is comfortableness. Black people constantly want to make white people feel comfortable around us because naturally we're considered troublesome. And when we do that, we make white people feel comfortable enough to continue with the microaggressions. They're, bla they're uh, black-handed, black -handed, which are backhanded comments. Najwa, I love that. I'm going to use that. Um, if you do something great for us, don't expect to just be invited to the cookout. Take that great thing you just did back to your community um, and elucidate to them why they need to. I uh, can't see the rest of that there. Um, there was, oh, well. Yeah. It looks like yeah, it got cut off, I, unfortunately. That's cool. Uh, but, you know, so Najwa has a, a great point there when it comes to. We, we as, a, as a community of people, black people, uh, it's always been, and you'll probably remember this from the Amber Geiger trial with Botham down in Texas, black people have always been known to be the forgiving and the nurturing and the accepting and ensuring that, I mean, it's in our history throughout slavery and, um, and even Jim Crow. We had to cater to white people to make white people feel comfortable, right? So it, it, it tends to show up again in situations like when, as Najwa said, when you come to the cookout or when you come to the barbecue, right? You, you feel an aspect of what that comfortability looks like or that comfortableness looks like. Um, and Joe, unfortunately, decided to take it a different route. I thought he was in. He thought he was a part of the, the community. He thought he could, because I guarantee you, Ethan, I guarantee you, if he was at, you could probably go to 
well, not you, but if you go to a barbecue, a black barbecue, and you probably could, because again, you have enough black friends, but you might hear one black person say to another black person, man, if you vote for Trump, you ain't black. Like I could totally hear that taking place yeah. at a barbecue somewhere, right? Um, because and it's a whole political riff that, that, that is an identification within the black community between Democrats and Republicans, right? And that's a whole nother conversation. So we'll save that for the 13% when they come on <clears throat> on Wednesday. I'm not getting into politics, but what I will say <laughs> is, I'll let them handle that. They're great at it. Rich, uh, Richard Graves and Cynthia uh, McDonald. I think Richard right. actually watched it too. Richard who? What? What's his name? Is Graves? Um, your Imperial. Oh, I... <laughs> come on! His, imper his Imperial <laughs> Majesty. Right? How did I forget that? Oh, <laughs> Richard, please don't beat me up for that. Don't send your people uh, over over to my house. Um, it's too but much. I'll let them. I'll right. I'll let him cover the uh, political aspect of that. But at the end of the day, you know, white people have to be careful about when they take from the black community um, and how they use that information, how they use that in in regards to conversation, um, black people versus white people, right? How you use that when you're engaging with black people. Um, one of the things that I had to learn when it came to the use of the N word, and it was completely baffling. Um, and eye-opening for me when I living in Chicago in the Midwest, we as a black community, um, that's that that word is not used in any regard from any other race, right? If you observe two black people using it, uh, maybe you might not like the word, but it's one thing. But if you heard anyone else outside of the black race using the N-word, then you know you're ready to fight. That that's 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 an ass whooping what we're looking to take place. <laughs> when I moved to New York or to New Jersey and hung out in the tri-state area. I was exposed to a different culture. There were non-Blacks, uh, particularly Latinx communities, uh, but even even people that, that identify as white, who were using the N-word as a as a as a word of camaraderie. Um, and I, I had to understand that that's been their world right since the hip hop era kind of took off. It's engulfed in the tri-state or in New York and New Jersey area, right? So maybe there were some acceptances that were that were allotted for non-Blacks to. Uh, to engage in such such forms of communication and camaraderie. But in the Midwest, we ain't having it. So I couldn't whoop nobody's ass in New Jersey, New York, mainly because I don't fight. But I couldn't really do that because this is a culture that has been this way since before I got here. Right. However, um, I think that what's important, and my takeaway from that was, we, as, a, as, as Najwa said, as a, as a Black community, have to be careful of the comfortableness we allow in other um, ethnic, ethnicities, specifically white people, because what comes of that is a comment like Joe. Yo, if you don't vote for me, if you have a problems trying to figure it out, you ain't black. <laughs> Joe, Joe. Um, you know, it's things like you have to be, and, and, and things that are said in jest, right? I know, for, for instance, there was a, there's a gentleman um, who's black, and his co-worker made a, a remark about, um, about him being so black. Uh, to another coworker, um, and he he meant it in jest because they're friends. But what he failed to realize is the effect and impact that that has on on that person. Um, you know, you you have no idea what that person has been through um, as someone who is black, as someone who maybe even you know darker skin, and the abuse that they may have been subjected to growing up just because of their skin color. So when you use phrases like general, generalizations about being black, um, you have to take into consideration the offense that 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 comes behind the weight that comes from the impact of your of your comment and um, of of what you, what it is that you say. 
No, I, I, I agree. And people, they need to be more conscious and understand that the words they have can be harmful to other people. And just because it's not harmful to you doesn't mean it's not harmful to someone else. And that's where we got to be careful. And many times I'll see white people, and I'm going to reference myself from many years ago, saying, well, it's just a word. It doesn't mean anything. Like not actually understanding the concept of the weight that comes with the word. And I would constantly, I would say things like, well, if, if other black people are saying the N word, then I can say that too. And it just, it's, I'm ashamed that I used to think like that. Like it really is. It's yeah, I'm, I'm so glad I wasn't your PR person back then. And I'm still not accepting the position yet. Cause that to, definitely would have okay. been a, to, oh, to be no. clear, I wouldn't have actually said it, but I, that's what I would try and do to rationalize when people said it. Oh, sure. Again, I never actually use that word, but that's, right. that's, I don't want to call it stupid. I want to call it ignorant mindset. I just didn't understand the weight of what I was saying. And, and it sucks. It and, really does. And let's be clear. There is a big difference between ignorance and stupidity. Like I say this all the time. I, I personally, I'm okay with ignorance because ignorance I can teach. Ignorance I can tolerate because you just don't know, right? And if you're truly ignorant, let me take that back and say, if you're ignorant and willing to learn and accept uh, learning, then that's one thing. But if you're stupid, I'm not. I, there's nothing I can do with you. There's, we have no point of engaging in a conversation. And you, you, you'll come across that from time to time that there are people who know the difference between right and wrong um, and willfully engage in in wrong behavior or without any regard to someone else's uh, feelings when it comes to the their racial identity. Speaking right. of racial identity, His Imperial Majesty did ask, what is Latinx? Now, um, Richard, I can't specifically identify correctly because I'm not in the Latin community. My my understanding of it, as, as it's been explained to me, is uh, Latinx is an, is an ability to encompass um, the, the feminine version and, and masculine version of, um, you know, lat, Latina or Latino, right? So back in, maybe before this, yeah. I, I just I, I just want to give the the dictionary definition based off what I'm reading. It says Latinx is a gender uh, sorry gender gender neutral neologism, sometimes oh. used instead of Latino or Latina to refer to people of Latin American cultural or ethnic identity in the United States. And so I can't. Here's another situation where I would have to ask someone that I was speaking to first, is it Hispanic or is it Latinx, right? Um, because right. it's just like, would you say black or African-American, right? It's really important to understand who you're engaging with um, in in the conversation, right? Before making the, the general assumption of using Lat Latina, Latino, Latinx, or, or Hispanic. Um, but because the word has has both a um, historically in Spanish in the Spanish language a feminine usage or a masculine usage um, X was added to encompass or to include gender neutral um, so that it's not denoting a uh, female or a a male okay. um, so kind of way that it was explained but thank you for the dictionary version too uh, yeah. Google knows everything we just we appreciate the technology that's why Ethan is the producer of this show uh, but 
at the end of the day, I think, you know, with this conversation, and it sparks such an outrage in the Black community, uh, but I don't know if white America has really, like, I feel like white America is just like, oh, well, like, if, if, if we have Trump supporters in white America, they're like, well, Joe's gone. And if we had Joe Biden supporters in, in white America, they're like, oh, well, we'll get past that. <laughs> like, it's really not that that, that right. big of a weight. I don't know, Ethan, have you heard anything from the white white Americans regarding this whole situation? Um, no, the, mo the most I've heard is some people like, oh, why is he saying this? And although it seems to be a mix of people on each side, like there are people that are like, well, he, he said it, I'm still voting for him because he's better than Trump. And there's other people I've seen where they're like, hey, I'm done with Biden. I'm not voting for him now. Uh, I need to find someone else. Um, and the only thing I want to encourage everyone to do is to vote. I'm not mm. saying who you should or should not vote for, but you need to vote. At, in my opinion, never mind, I'm not going to offer my opinion on this. Just vote. <laughs> we'll just say, just vote, please. De definitely vote. I'll, and, I'll share my opinion, though, but go and, ahead. Uh, and my personal opinion, do not vote based on yourself. Vote based on the people who need the most help. Remember, th this is not a sports game. It, it is not, you know, Cubs versus Sox. It's not, this is not a fight. The only way we make real progress is by working together, which means sometimes you have to make a sacrifice. Sometimes you should be okay with making the vote that doesn't fit your best interest if it is going to contribute to the well-being of not just the underprivileged communities, but people overall. So wow. I would just encourage people to stop voting just for themselves. Well done, Ethan. Well done. <laughs> we should put you on somebody's campaign trail. If I do decide to <laughs> run for any political office, Ethan, you're my guy. I got a couple of people lined up in the queue that are uh, that's helping me with that campaign. If in the event I ever decide to do it, but I want you to know you're on that team as well. I, I better great. be your vice president or your deputy chair. <laughs> I, 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 I want to be number two. As a black man, I should definitely have a white man running counterpart, right? That's what we're holding Joe I, Biden accountable for. Whatever. Yes, yes. And <laughs> I, I will never, I will never be like, well, guys, I can say this because, hey. <laughs> Ricky is my <laughs> black friend, so I can get away with this. I'll never say that shit. Yes, you can. And again, that'll be my, oh, Ethan. Oh, Ethan. <laughs> That's when you'll get that text. <laughs> you're you're, you're not my running mate anymore, Ethan. I'm sorry. <laughs> so, But listen, at the end of the day, here's my thing. My, my own personal opinion uh, before we get wrapped up here. Um, I think... So, like I said, I could definitely hear this being said at somebody's uh, uh, in the black household. Right. Um, and I think just for me personally, um, the fact that he said this in jest, and I'm sure half of black America is going to bombard me with this um, later. But uh -oh. fight me if you want. Um, he's he's still got a, a, a better shot um, at representing what I think America is when it comes to how how to conduct ourselves versus the current. Right. Um, but at the end of at, also at the end of the day, the presidential election is the presidential election. Um, the one that that really has a lot of mo momentum and weight that people tend to forget about or don't put as much visibility around is your midterm elections. Right. So your Senate elections, the elections that take place in your own local um, uh, state or communities. Those 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 are the elections that are that are just as important that will probably impact you um, a lot harder and more directly than voting for, for the president. Ethan's absolutely right. Get out and vote, but just make sure that you're putting the same diligence behind 
um, every other election as we do when it comes to the visibility of the presidential election. But at the end of the day, yo, somebody's uncle told somebody that they weren't black if they didn't vote for Biden. So there's <laughs> I know where Joe. I know where Joe got it from. I know, and I'm exposing it, Joe. I'm putting you on blast so that everybody on that's watching can see it and hear it. You was at the barbecue. You heard somebody say it, and you thought you could repeat it. No, Joe, you cannot. That's that wasn't for you to repeat. That wasn't. <laughs> no, that wasn't for you. Not at all. Um, before we get wrapped up, Ethan, anything? Uh, any last words you wanna you wanna share? No, uh, you know, Rick, as always, it's 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 a pleasure. I want to uh, thank you for doing this. Thank you for letting me be a part of this conversation, because, again, for me, this is just another opportunity to to keep learning and keep moving. I, I may not be the most knowledgeable on, on racial topics, but I know that the conversations need to happen. So I, I appreciate you letting me be a part of this. Hey, man, listen, we I, I just enjoy the fact that we can have this dialogue for people to see. You all are getting a look at at uh, inside to uh, black and white. And uh, neither one of us are a spokesperson for our ethnicities or communities or culture. But we're here having a conversation and we invite you to do the same. Um, shout out to D Shields who just joined. So for those of you that may be following or following me on Facebook, Rick Lockhart, Roman numeral two. That's Roman numeral two. If you don't know what a Roman numeral is, log off. Um, but no, 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 no. We'll teach you what a Roman numeral is. Don't yeah, fuck off. That's cancel culture. We, yeah, we are <laughs> you should know. People. You should know by now what a Roman numeral is. See, there I go again. Um, but D Shields just logged on. Catch me on, on uh, Ask uh, Ask Miss Diva um, on tomorrow at two p.m. She will be broadcasting from Live Me and Periscope. Um, you can go ahead and Miss um, Miss D, if you want to. Um, Go ahead and list that where, where we can find the, the broadcast. But we'll be broadcasting for her international um, fans, viewers, and followers tomorrow at 2 p.m. Central Daylight Time. So definitely check me out there. We're going to have a, a myriad of conversa- uh, uh, discussion topics to uh, to cover. Got a chance to be on her show locally last uh, last week, and we had a great Where's time. Where's my so. invite? Uh, are you following her on Okay, good so point. Sure. I need to follow her. <laughs> Go ahead and follow her. <laughs> I'm sure she'd be glad to have you, but she's a phenomenal host, and I'm looking forward to being on her show. Um, and Ethan, as always, it's always a great pleasure to, to have these conversations here on, in black and white. Um, Ethan, where can they find you on, on social media? Because you have like 16, so go ahead and list them up. <laughs> no, I'm not going to. So I don't want to cross what I'm doing. Um, let's just say uh, you can find us on, on Facebook at facebook.com slash YFNA news. Uh, YouTube, if you're watching this on Facebook, if you could switch over to YouTube and like and subscribe, um, I'm sure you're tired of hearing that, but trust me, it makes a huge difference for what we're doing. We are trying to build a channel, a network here, and continue to give people a voice so they can share their opinion and we can continue to have these uncomfortable conversations. So if you're watching this on Facebook, please switch to YouTube, subscribe. We are now, since doing this show, we're now only six subscribers away from getting a custom yes. URL. Six people. We just need six of you. And then we will have a custom URL, which will make us much easier to find and allow me and Rick to keep doing this and bringing this conversation into your home. And we hope that you are enjoying it. Again, share this on your social media platforms. Make some people uncomfortable and have those conversations. It's always a great time here at uh, In Black and White. <clears throat> As Ethan said, follow us on YouTube, YFNA News. We'll see you next week again at 6.30 on Monday. Have a great week. Happy Memorial Day. Good night, everyone. Good night.